It is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020, and this is episode 104 of the World of Sports podcast and radio show, short episode edition. Episode of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode Edition. I'm Zach Rubenstein. Thank you for listening. I haven't looked at the numbers. So I'm going to pull it up now. Thank you for listening uh, to the first 100 World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show episodes. Um, thank you for listening to the 100th episode special that came out yesterday. The uh, There was another episode that came out with it. Thank you for listening to all of it. Um, I know I said it during the special yesterday, and I'll say it again today. Um, it does mean a lot to people listen. So, with that said, uh, tonight's topic is going to be a little bit of a rant. Something that I noticed today about sports um, that seems to bug me. So, um, I do a fair amount of listening to sports radio myself, whether it's national stuff that I'm a little behind on, um, whether it's locally. Uh, in the Phoenix area, I listen from Tucson to Phoenix stuff. Um, I, I've listened to a fair amount of sports radio in, in I guess, especially recently since I started listening. And one of the things that I've also watched television, and one of the things that I've often learned, and you learn pretty quickly, is that there are certain markets that move the, me- the needle in terms of coverage and certain ones that don't. Of course, it's pretty, under- pretty easy to understand why. Um, at the very least, Let's start with the fact they do with the cities of the most people. So New York, L.A., D.C. tend to get you know the most coverage. Boston tends to get a lot. From there, they also cover the winners. Um, think about the New England Patriots and football seem to get a ton of coverage. They're Boston. Los Angeles Lakers get a lot of coverage. And then there are teams that are in smaller markets but with huge fan bases seem to get a lot of coverage. The Green Bay Packers are the one that I think of. Um, and this is across all sports. I can name almost every sport where, you know, the big market team, the Yankees got a lot of coverage, the winning team, the team that just won the championship in whatever sport, the Chiefs in football, uh, the Astros in baseball when they won. Um, not as much the Nationals this year because they just aren't very good. But there, that happens uh, a lot. And it's frustrating. I also have believe there's something called East Coast bias. Um, that is that East Coast cities get more coverage than West Coast cities, um, both good and bad. And I think L.A. sometimes even suffers from this because people on the East Coast aren't awake for the West Coast games. So they don't watch them. They don't care about them. They're all the way over there. They're the team that they're they're the, they're only matter when their team plays on the West Coast. So if you're a, a New York Yankees fan you don't care about the West Coast pretty much ever. And the only time you ever watch anything on the West Coast is when the a- Yankees are out playing the A's in, in Oakland or the Angels in, uh, in Anaheim and on that one road trip that goes out West or maybe two. Um, and that happens a lot. And that happens across every sport. I talked about college football last night being, or maybe two nights ago, um, being really leaving the Pac-12. I guess it was a few days ago now. Uh, leaving the Pac-12 really in a tough spot because they don't have the viewership because they start late because they're on the West Coast. So this is an all very common thing. And as much as I hate it, it's never going to change. 
Um, you know, there, there's there's reasons they do this beyond just you know the perception. There's there's money, monetary reasons. Now the kind of I guess rule or, or exception to this is usually a superstar themselves. So one person that gets in the way of that theory. So for example, Mike Trout is an is an LA Angel or an Anaheim Angel. He gets coverage, and so do the A's a little bit by default um, because he's so good, even though he's in a place that is otherwise irrelevant. A great basketball version, and maybe even a better one, than Mike Trout is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are not good enough to get a lot of coverage, but Damian Lillard is that good, and so he gets a lot of coverage, sometimes irrespective of his own team. So that often happens. Um, and I mentioned the Portland Trailblazers are also kind of a smaller market. But I am always and often fascinated about what happens when the general sports people have to cover the more obscure teams. So, for example, the NFL insiders know everything about every NFL team. They know as much about the Cowboys as they do about the Bengals uh, and vice versa. And so those people, especially if you want to know, for example, like what the people on the NFL network say, those people know every team. They may cover the Cowboys more than they cover the, the Bengals, but if the Bengals make the news, they know. They they know obscure players. They know draft picks. They These guys know everything about every team. Um, but what happens when someone who doesn't cover that sport end up in a situation where a team makes some noise or just a broad cover? What, what about the random ESPN, you know, commentator? What happens with them? Well... One of the things that often happens is they have to make stuff up. Now, this happens with the Emma uh, with the NFL draft and with March Madness the most. That's where you see it. The guys that get drafted in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, they don't. The, the analyst knows almost nothing about them. Third round, maybe because those guys still do. Those guys are still names in college football. But fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. No one knows anything about those guys unless you go to the school in which they play for. You're a fan of the school in which they play for. Generally, people don't know about them. And that is, you know, very common. So what you have in the NFL draft are people have to make stuff up. You know, he's he's the way they often will do it is very generically. You know, he's got the intangibles. Okay, well, what does that mean? They'll talk about his speed because they can look at a combine list and see what he ran in the combine. They will talk about, you know, he was a playmaker, a difference maker, a leader, right? Some generic, maybe not even true, but just easy things to put the people watching TV. Go, I know something about that. Um, in March Madness, it's people don't know about entire teams. They will make stuff up about Lehigh Valley and go, ah, you know, they have good guard play. Their coach is really experienced. Well, first off, you don't know anything about their team. You're assuming they have good guard play because that's generally what's required to make the NCAA tournament. We know that senior leadership, upperclassmen, a decent point guard, and a good coach are pretty much every team in the NCAA tournament. So you can make that broad statement about every single team. I don't know anything about you know X, Y, or Z team, but I know that they have to have probably a combination of senior leadership, a good point guard, and a good coach. And so that's all made up. You often hear when people do their brackets, they, they don't know anything about the team. You know, they'll, they'll just put it in and, and, and it works most of the time. But what happens when it doesn't? Um, 
and that's the, the I guess the next part. So the first is when a team comes up, they these play people don't really cover, don't really know, they make stuff up. Um, this, but what happens when that making stuff up doesn't work, or or they're not sure about it, or it's a bigger team than that, and you think you know a little bit? Well, I'm referencing a specific example. In fact, I'm even referencing a few. As a fan of a team in Arizona, I will tell you that we are often one of the cities, and our teams are often teams that are not very well covered by national media. And most of the time that's okay, but when they have to cover us, it can sometimes be a problem because we're not so relevant that they just make stuff up or these are professional sports teams, but they're not good enough to otherwise be able to give in-depth analysis. So they will often, you will often hear people like Draymond Green, who was the one I'm thinking of because he got in trouble for this, say they need to get Devin Booker out of Phoenix. He needs to go somewhere where he can win. Well, the Suns were in the process of going 8-0 in the bubble and have increased their win totals, even if it by a little bit, like every season for the last three. And right now, at least around Phoenix, there's expectations of being on the cusp of the playoffs or making the playoffs next year. So a team that's up and coming that just signed their con- their, their start to a five-year contract extension that started this year, which Draymond Green, I assure you, didn't know, leaves kind of an uncomfortable situation in which not only are they putting out information that isn't true, but it's not, you know, necessarily the reality of, of what people hear and think. And these people look bad themselves because they're wrong, but they can often be called out for it. So I'm thinking of a specific example. Devin Booker was not the one I was thinking of. Uh, I guess Tuesday morning on what is now a new radio show. It's Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahenti. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson was talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are in the news because they're 2-0. and And they have a star quarterback named Kyler Murray who got a lot of coverage in college when he was at Oklahoma and when he won the Heisman Trophy and when he made the college football playoff. But as he came to Arizona, a team that's kind of irrelevant, and proceeded to lose a bunch in his first year, he got less and less coverage. And he won Offensive Rookie of the Year because, again, they were the main writers who cover the NFL know everything. Um, and because of that, he has to get some coverage, but not. But the whole team doesn't. He's kind of a star in a market that isn't incredibly popular. And so what happened is he gets in front of the microphone today, Keyshawn Johnson, and he says pretty confidently, you know, Cardinals aren't built for the NFL, and they're definitely not built to win in the NFL. And I don't see them more than winning more than seven games. But at that point, he got caught in himself. He realized it himself in the moment because he realized that he that this team had already won two games, and so he was going to look like a fool unless he changed something real quick, or he was able to prove his point one way or another. So he scrambles and says. You know, they've already won two games, but I don't think they're going to win that many more. And his his statistic for this was time of possession. Well, I listened to a radio show today in Phoenix that was covering this, and they ended up getting a tweet from, I think, a writer who just completely took out Keyshawn Johnson's point and proved that Keyshawn Johnson had not actually done any research on the Cardinals, had no real talk of what he really meant to say about the team he came up with a point based off of knowing the cardinals used to suck and felt like he had to defend it because he realized in the middle they had two wins 
So he brought up time of possession. Well, I will tell you that this guy tweeted, um, and he's he's a reliable source, the Cardinals are top 10 in time of possession, uh, meaning that they hold the ball in an average game, I think it was seventh most in the NFL, at just over 32 minutes. Now, to say that a team, if a team can't win when they're top 10 in time of possession because of time of possession, then then nobody can win, right? You have to be top five. Now, I know why he came up with this. It's very easy. He came up with this because he needed to talk about Kyler Murray. He knew that Kyler Murray was fast. He knew that there had been a couple of big plays that Kyler Murray is is inclined sometimes for big plays. He knew that when the coach Cliff Kingsbury came to Arizona, he was running. He was coming on what was called the air raid offense, where you throw the ball deep, and the air raid offense mixed with a guy who can can make some big plays at a time would mean that you score quickly and therefore give the ball back. Except that's not actually the truth. Not only does time of possession true prove that, he brought up the San Francisco game in week one where he said the Cardinals had to drive down at the end of the game to win. In reality, they didn't. It was actually San Francisco that had to drive down to try to win the game and was unsuccessful. So he didn't, it means, it means he hasn't watched the Cardinals. Clearly, he wouldn't have come come up without this before that. But it also proves that he just didn't even check the box score. So he, he a, a radio show host in Phoenix calls him out on Twitter, um, and they put a bet on how many games the Cardinals will win. Now, I assure you that Keyshawn Johnson, when he said the Cardinals will win seven games, did not look at their schedule because the Cardinals actually have one of the easier schedules in the NFL. They play in the toughest division in sports, but outside of their division, they play almost nobody. There's a very good chance they start the year 5-0 and or 4-1. and And to bet that they will win less than seven games, seven games or less, when they're already 2-0 and and they could be 4-1 and or 5-0 and in the first five games, well, if you're 5-0, and there's, there, you know, you only have to win two more of the next 12 that are left, 12 weeks of the next 11 that are left. And even bad teams can go 2-11 and or 3-10, and I guess. And the Cardinals are better than that. So um, I just thought that was funny. I thought that that's a microcosm for sports. This happens all the time. And I want you to be aware of that. Now, I'll be honest. I do this a little bit myself. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I have to, to put something together or make something up. I don't ever just straight create it out of nothing. I, I have to use someone else's analysis or something. I never make it up. But other people do. And if you're new to sports or you're not that invested and you just never hear about your team um, or you always hear about your team, that may be the reason why. Um, it may be because of the size of the city. It may be because of the star. It may be because of recent success. So anyway, that I, I, I know this is kind of a rambling episode, but to me this is a part of sports, at least in the media, that is super common. Um, and I, I liked that Keyshawn Johnson got called out today for it because he really did just make something up that wasn't true, and, and he got set straight. So... Anyway, thank you for listening, and I will see you. Soon. I will see you tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode. Edition.